again two episodes um for this podcast because i have something and i'm i'm mad as hell <laughs> as per usual um so i recently released uh my new song first love which is out now and you can you can get it like everywhere it's everywhere it's all over the place um and i i had a lyrics video made for youtube um it was uploaded and you know as many <laughs> uh indie artists will do because i'm you know i'm trying to I'm trying to make things happen for myself um i had youtube ads organized for the video to see what could happen with that you know and something interesting has happened so the lyric video right has um the lyrics on screen obviously um and it's got drawings that kind of match up with the song's lyrics um and there are there are two girls in the video two girls being in love it's nice um it should be noted there are music videos and lyric videos on YouTube um, featuring, you know, girls and guys that are, you know, advertised through YouTube's promotion service. And that's fine. <laughs> However, the ads for my video have been limited why you may ask well i'll tell you because apparently youtube believes that there is a breach of their policy um on <laughs> on advertising to people based on sexual orientation except like that's not really what's happened they're basically saying that i have targeted uh, people based on sexual orientation to advertise this video, right? The only things that I put in when I was doing the targeting for the video, because when you set up a YouTube ad or really any ad on, you know, on a digital service, you would select how you want it targeted based on certain data. So, um, you know, you, you can actually on some platforms target based on, <laughs> on sexual orientation. Um, but when I was setting up the ad, I did not do that. Uh, <laughs> um, it was targeted based on certain countries where my music tends to do pretty well. Um, and to users who, um understand the language that the lyrics are in um because i mean there's no point targeting the song at users who are not gonna understand it because you know they might not be interested so there's no point really um those were the only two targeting uh data points that i used 
at no point did I, uh, <laughs> at no point did I, um, target the ad at anybody based on sexual orientation. And in fact, I've just, uh, gone through to look at the exact process that I did and it did not even give me the option to do that. Um, I mean, it would have been helpful, of course, you know, but I, I didn't is the point. So effectively, <laughs> effectively, I am, I'm being restricted purely because there are two girls in the video and that's why even though outside of that creative element I have not actively targeted anybody's sexual orientation because I, <laughs> I literally can't they didn't even give me the option to um and it's frustrating because if I had put, like, a guy and a girl in the video, um, because the actual, you know, technically speaking, the lyrics of the song would have allowed for that if I had wanted to, um, because there are no, there's no direct pronoun usage or you know, nobody's name is mentioned. So it could hypothetically be about um, a guy and a girl. It's not, um, you know, I wrote the song and I know that, but hypothetically, if someone listened to it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could think, oh, this song is about a guy and a girl. It's very possible that they could think that. Um, but I wrote the song and I know who it's about, and, you know, I wanted to have a, a video that reflected that. There's nothing, you know, sexual or explicit in the video, by the way, it's just pictures of, like, girls going on, you know, romantic walks, going for coffee, going for picnics, that kind of stuff. There's nothing sexual at all, um, nothing that's inappropriate I made sure even though there's no swearing and no sexual content I made sure that I you know it's restricted from the children's section of YouTube because I know people get funny about that I, like I, I have done everything that I can as an artist to make sure that the content I have put on this platform is not going to be um <laughs> It's not going to be seen by anybody that it's apparently inappropriate for. Even though, arguably, I don't think that seeing two cartoon girls holding hands or whatever is inappropriate for children. But still, you know, you have to, you have to fucking, you know, be mindful of the fact that some people think it is. So I have, I have done that. You know, I have I have done the work to make sure that it is restricted from some people who, um, you know, whatever, you know, because I, I, I don't want a bunch of hysterical weirdos jumping in my mentions to call me a fucking child groomer, um, even though I have zero interest in. <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? But I've, I've taken every measure, I've taken every precaution, um, and still, still, YouTube are like, um, yeah, so we don't know about this girl. 
And listen, I have seen promoted videos that... I've seen promoted videos that have, um, you know, violence in them. I've seen promoted videos, you know, with fucking guns and shit and uh, alcohol consumption, drugs, like, <laughs> stuff that I'm pretty sure actually is against terms of service, but, you know, Google's going to Google. Um, I have seen promoted videos with overtly, frankly, sexual content. Um, you know, stuff that, that basically almost crosses the line into becoming, <laughs> you know, pornographic. But because it's a guy and a girl, nobody really cares. It, YouTube certainly doesn't care, obviously. Um, but cartoons... <laughs> fucking animated cartoons of fully clothed girls quite chastely just going about their business in a song that also has no sexual lyrics whatsoever like there are zero sexual lyrics to this song which is why I picked it as a single because there are songs on the record that do have sexual themes, like very overtly obvious sexual content. Because you know what? That's how I felt. Or that's how, I, that's what I was doing. Okay? I... <laughs> Again, mother, if you are listening to this podcast, switch it off right now. Um, I... <laughs> Like many adults, I have sex and I have sexual feelings as well. They just happen to be about women exclusively. Um, that's, that's what I have going on. And so sometimes I write songs about that and sometimes I release those songs. But I don't release them as singles because I'm not fucking stupid. Okay, I know. And this is, this is the thing. I know that if I was writing a song about having sex with a man, I know I could release that as a single and it would probably be fine and I would have no issues. But I know that if I release a single about having sex with a woman, it's it's going to be bad for me. <laughs> um, it's going to be restricted in a lot of ways. I'm going to get a lot of, frankly, unfair criticism. And so I try and play by the rules. I release, uh, <laughs> I release a song that is um, emotional, it's heartfelt, it's, it's nice, I think. <laughs> um, but it's not, it's not overtly sexual. I also even, you know, there's no direct implication when you listen to the song that it's about a woman um the music video is is very tame it's very fucking tame clothes are on at all times there is nothing more than like holding hands and i think maybe i think there's maybe like one one kiss maybe i think um and even then 
when I restricted myself that much, still, still, um, it's restricted. Um, it just fucking pisses me off. Um, I also... I, uh, so when you, when you release music, right, it's recommended you, you pitch for playlists, okay, which is a very boring process <laughs> of basically taking your song around to lots of people and saying, hey, would you like to put me on a playlist? <laughs> it's very, you know, it's very frustrating as a process, um, because you know that the person's going to have, like, so many different people coming to them. And, you know, a lot of the time it feels kind of dehumanising, really. Because, you know, you're taking something that you worked really hard on and you're basically just sort of begging somebody um, to help you. And, you know, it's it's often very faceless. It's very... Um, yeah, it's very that. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I I do that. Uh, when I release a new song and then hopefully it gets played and sometimes it's it's been really good it's been really successful um dream girl did really well because of playlist uh pitching so you know it's just, it's just what you have to do and so I have pitched it to playlists over the last few days um most of which I've got quite a positive reception it's been placed on some playlists so we're gonna see how that goes we love that for us um got some really good feedback from uh curators it was very nice very nice experience um but there was one person um <laughs> and the worst part is is if I mention this person by name it's going to be real bad for me because I'm going to get you know a lot of backlash for you know talking about it um and naming them so I can't do that um even though arguably they are wrong, not me. Um, but there was one person and they are, um, <laughs> they're quite a, quite a big and known, you know, curator in, in the genre that I make music in. And they, uh, they're quite influential and, <laughs> um, so I sent it to them and, they rejected it. And the worst part was that they said they liked the song a lot. They really liked it. Uh, they liked the vocals. They liked the production. Um, but they said, and I'm literally reading this off of the email that they sent me. I can't have... I can't even, I don't even want to say this word because I actually hate saying this word. Uh, <laughs> like, it makes me upset, but, like, I have to. I'm about to say a slur, so everybody get ready. If you need to skip ahead, like, 10 seconds, do that. Um, I feel you. I understand you. So they said, I can't have... Oh, my God. Like, it's actually physically hard for me to say this word. Do you know what I mean? Okay, we'll just go through it, rip the plaster off, punch myself in the face. I can't have two dykes on a cover on my playlist. It looks ugly. 
That's what this, this person said. So they like the song. They think the song is good. They like how I sound. They like the production that I did. They liked, um, they mentioned that they like the lyrics. There's nothing wrong with the song itself in their eyes. They just don't like that there are two girls on the cover. And, and you know what? <laughs> I even, when I did the cover, the cover art, I even made sure I picked, uh, you know, an innocent looking photo because, you know, um, <laughs> you have to do that um i i you know it's it's cropped so you can't even really see that much i i don't know that i'd say hypothetically it could be um <laughs> you know a, a guy and a girl because I, I i don't know that that's really like a fair um thing to say you know for people who have eyes but you know I, there's nothing sexual about it. It's quite innocent. Um, and seriously, like, still, it's not enough. You still have to keep restricting yourself. And it's like... And this this is not me. Like, this is not a question for the culture moment. Like, I'm not trying to come for other artists. I'm not trying to act as if they should not have the freedom to express themselves. I'm not trying to shame other artists. None of that shit. This is not what that is. I am not standing here with a mesh mask. I am not... This is not a question for the culture. This is... um. Well, I don't know what this is, but it's not that. I'm not saying that, you know, that I am better than these other artists because I'm trying to be, um, you know, on the more conservative side because it's not like I want to be. It's because I have to be, right? But there are... <laughs> there are, um, you know... And, and even on on this guy's playlist, there are, like, cover arts with, you know people who've got you know their whole bodies out like i saw several asses while scrolling down the fucking playlist i'm not even joking um i you know and, and just you know in music covers in general you know there are lots of things where you know you can see everything <laughs> what they had for breakfast as my grandmother would say um just very very out there very explicit um that's not that's not what I had for my cover right and I'm not saying that my cover is better than their cover um theirs look lovely fabulous um you know, and a lot of the time, their cover, you know, it works with the song, it supports the song. It's a whole package, you know, that's the whole point of album artwork. It supports the song, it's it's a whole package. And so I have zero issue, I have zero issue with an artist having a picture of their arse on the cover if it's if it works for the song. Like, I have no problem with that. Go for it, babes. I'm proud of you. I support you. But it's frustrating. It's frustrating that just a, a very tame image 
very tame. <laughs> like they're, they're not even kissing in the picture. They're just sitting near each other. <laughs> That's apparently um, inappropriate. Um, it's it's frustrating that um, that I am held to a different standard, and other artists like me are held to different standards. Um, in comparison to in comparison to everybody else, it's really frustrating because. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to just never have album artwork that shows um, the truth of the song and what the song is about? Am I supposed to never have a, a music video or a lyric video that, you know, contains anything about what the song is about? Is it supposed to just be completely irrelevant? Am I supposed to... Um, you know, do like <laughs> what they used to do on. <laughs> I'm not as old as this is about to make me sound, by the way. I only know this because my mum told me once. Not that she's old, but you know. Anyways, so what they used to do on Top of the Pops, if people didn't have a music video, because once upon a time, people didn't. Like it wasn't really a popular thing at some points in music history but what they used to do on top of the pops and other shows like it like music chart shows is they would um they would just have something in the background like they would have you know some people dancing or some people um you know just sort of posing for the camera or whatever they would just have random imagery um playing under the song right Am I supposed to do that? Am I supposed to just put random shit that has nothing to do with the song in the background so that so that I'm not accused of like do you know what I mean? It's it's just fucking frustrating because it feels like the message I'm getting is You can be that horrible thing, but don't talk about it. Don't sing about it. Don't, don't, don't engage with it at all in a public way. <laughs> like what? What the fuck, man? And like I said, it's frustrating because I know that there are, you know, there are music videos on YouTube, there are lyric videos on YouTube that have, you know, a guy and a girl, um, you know, being in love, because that's what the song's about. Are they accused of targeting heterosexuals? No, of course not. That's that's absurd. That's ridiculous. Nobody would say that because it's stupid. So why is it that I'm being told... Um, that I am apparently targeting homosexuals. Like, they don't even give you the option to do that. The only reason that they're saying that is because there are two girls in the video. Like, what am I supposed to do? Genuinely, <laughs> what am I meant to do? Um, it's frustrating. I will say, though, um, and this is kind of unexpected because I don't, I don't often have good things to say. <laughs> um, but Spotify as a platform 
actually have been um you know real good and real supportive um and you know they have um they have been you know helpful when I've been trying to um you know put myself out there so that's been good and I appreciate that um but you know there are other places where it's just like not it's not really happening um and it's frustrating because I know why and it's like the only way I can get around this is literally just like sacrificing my creative artistry and I don't want to do that I shouldn't have to do that because what pisses me off is that in June okay I can already fucking see it coming. In June, YouTube's homepage, like the homepages of many content websites, right, is going to be full of um, pride flags and they're going to have a select few um, LGBT people that they have deemed uh, safe and sanitised enough for the audience um that they will probably have given a big lecture on how to behave when they're being given this platform and they'll say look at these wonderful lgbt creatives that we love aren't they amazing we love gay people we love trans people we love this we love that um and they will spend an entire month trying to earn social goodwill by acting like they're super progressive but if you are an LGBT creative and you try and <laughs> just use their services in a normal way, well, <laughs> maybe I should try again in June. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll um, maybe they'll have to do it because otherwise they'll look really bad. I don't know. Um, it just it just fucking pisses me off because. Like I said, I know for a fact that these brands, when it comes to the most profitable month of the year um, to be into gays, they will, they will do that. They will totally do that. Um, and <laughs> um, And it's frustrating that the rest of the year they kind of see us as this horrible thing that cannot be seen because um we're inappropriate or whatever like that playlist uh curator i was talking about um <laughs> he actually said um in the email that he would consider it for a pride playlist later in the year so again this guy is literally during that month where it definitely pays to pretend that you're fine with us he's like yeah I can I can help you out then and you know your cover art that I find very objectionable and disgusting is totally fine when I can profit off of it in June but it's not fine now <laughs> fuck off no, thank you. Um, but, you know, these are things that... That people feel okay saying, like, behind the scenes. 
you know, I think if you ask this guy, you know, in public to his face on Maine, hey, um, do you, do you find, do you find lesbians disgusting? He'd probably be like, no, but he does like IRL behind the scenes. We know the truth. Um, I, I mean, listen, this kind of is, is motivating because, um, as you may know, I don't, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast. I, I have so many podcasts at this point. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> so I am, it's a wild idea. It's a crazy idea, but she's doing it. I am starting, um, a magazine. It's called Restless Violets Magazine. Um, and so it's launching in the summer. It's going to be like, you know, lots of different things, um, you know, creative writing, personal essays, opinion pieces, news. We've got some we've got some amazing art, you know, coming to you if you are going to be one of the people that reads it. There is some amazing art. Um, I, I just I am blown away by some of the submissions we've had. Um, and it's, it's a magazine for lesbians. And I know, right, people could be like, oh, but really? For what reason? Why, why can't they just read straight magazines? <laughs> we do. I read straight magazines. I still read Heat magazine. Like, like I used to when I was 14. <laughs> She's my girl. She's my go-to. Um, but you know, listen, I'm in my, um, I'm in my Wilhelmina Slater era. I'm in my Ned Weeks era. I I want to create something, you know, and I want it to be for, for the community that I'm a part of. And I'm going to tell you why, because some people, they'll be like, oh, but why does it have to be restricted? Why, why, why? I'll tell you why. Because um, I feel like one of the things, one of the big problems in our community that is not really spoken about much is that we feel a lack of community, a lack of space for us, right? And so I'm, 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 I'm gonna create that, in a sense. Like, okay, it's not like an in real life space, but it's something. I could just sit around complaining, um, like I have been for a while, <laughs> or I could do something, right? So I do something. I choose to do something, and that's what I'm doing. And I'm really excited about it. And I'm really excited about the um, the interest that we've had so far. And it feels really good and really positive. Um, and this experience I've had um, with this single, which is a song I'm really proud of, by the way. You know, I I really am. And I'm really passionate about it. And I think maybe that's why this hurts so much <laughs> because it's like, I, I just, mm. it's, it's like, I'm just trying to celebrate this song that I love and I don't need another reminder that there are people who think that I am 
horrible and gross and inappropriate for public consumption because of something I can't change about myself. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, but it just kind of reminds me that, you know, this is why maybe we also need to have our own things. You know, we need to have our own, um, our own space for our own voices like some of the some of the people I've been talking to about being involved in this in this magazine in this project they're so talented but they can't get seen anywhere because people people aren't interested because of who they are and you know I've had I've had similar experiences I I kind of had a a similar experience you know hearing these kinds of stories as well when I was doing diverse verse one of the things I got so often was that they had tried, um, you know, pitching to other places and got nowhere, you know, because they were talking about their lives, who they are. Um, they would go and, you know, try and get involved in platforms and they would always be stuck on the bottom rungs, never being, <laughs> never being given a chance, never ever 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 getting a shot at like headlining or anything like that even in um even in spaces that said that they were like super progressive it was never it was never them being given a chance it was always still the same um the same people who were kind of deemed like safe and and so they were never given a chance they were never given a shot um and you know I've had that experience myself like there are some <laughs> there there was uh oh I'm giving you all the tea this episode um I I remember there's and again <laughs> this is a person with a lot of influence there is a um a promoter of a poetry event in London and he likes to talk about how how progressive he is, how good he is, um, all the branding of the event is very focused on, on like being progressive and progressive values and so on and so forth. Um, but he told me to my face, he told me to my fucking face that he would not feel comfortable having anybody LGBT as a headliner. And he told me that he thought I was very good, but that he could only ever offer me, like, featured positions on the show. I could never headline. Um, And I know he's told other people the same. So he's openly saying you know I'm a hateful person but I need you to be okay with that because I know that audiences will like you I know that you will sell tickets and so I need you on my show but you are never going to be elevated beyond where you are and I need you to be okay with that because it makes me money and (laughs) and and so I never like I fulfilled the um the obligation that I had signed up for but I never I never agreed to work for him again because mm. <laughs> no thank you um 
like you can tell like there there are some people I really enjoyed working with unfortunately you know since COVID it's been a bit difficult um but I am actually um I'm working on some things <laughs> she's getting back out there um but there are some that uh that I really enjoyed uh working with and I'm looking forward to doing that again um but there are some people I, I don't I don't want to do that ever again <laughs> um and again it kind of um it shows how necessary creating our own spaces and platforms are um you know we need a space where you can go there and no one's going to tell you um I think you're really talented but I can't work with you or I can't offer you opportunities because um you know <laughs> because there are things about you that that I don't like or that I think my audience will not like um so I am I'm not gonna do that <laughs> we need somewhere where that's not gonna happen um but also we need we we need things for ourselves as a community like and this this is the part where I think it gets controversial <laughs> uh, but I think that there is um there is frustration in the community that like you know we don't have things for ourselves there's nothing that's truly ours and um so that's kind of one of the goals as well you know I want to create something um the kind of thing that I needed um and the kind of thing that I hope will help others and make them feel like they have somewhere that they belong um and somewhere that is truly their own so um <laughs> so it's been a bit of a shit situation um you know with trying to go up against um you know these sorts of situations where you know I'm being treated I would say unfairly but it just kind of makes me think okay you can have like five minutes to feel sad about it and then we're gonna get back to trying to make things better okay you can have five minutes you'd be a little sad um cry in bed with some plushies have a cream egg tis the season and then get your shit together and get to work because we have things to do um we have to build this thing we have to make things better because no one's going to do that for me no one is going to hand me a better world I have to go out there and I have to fucking work for it myself and so that's what I'm going to do that's <laughs> that's what I'm going to do um okay also I, I recorded something for this podcast um and then I recorded this because <laughs> because I got angry so here's what I'm gonna do here's what I'm gonna do I am gonna put them together as one big episode yay we get an episode longer than like 15 minutes woohoo uh, we are so back babies we are so back uh, uh yeah so I I hope that you're you're having a wonderful day and I hope that whoever you are uh whether you're gay straight 
somewhere in between, somewhere completely outside of that and on like another plane. I hope that you are having a wonderful day and I hope that you are being treated with the respect that you deserve. And if you're not, I hope that you feel motivated to go after every bitch that disrespects you. (laughs) Because every single one of us deserves to be treated fairly. And it's hard as hell to get yourself together and go after that if you don't have it. Um, But we'll do it together, so it's all good. So, um, the king has cancer, that's a thing. Um, I think it's really sad uh, for him and I hope that he gets better. But here's the thing. Did he have a statement released because he wanted me to know Bear in mind, this man has never met me before. He has met my mum, though, but that's another story. Um, (laughs) He doesn't know me. He doesn't know who I am. We have no connection with each other. Um, How important can it really be to him that I know about his health? Right? So did he release it for me? Which is probably the argument that most of the journalists and photographers and everything that will be crowding the hospitals and wherever he's staying for the next couple months will use or did he do it to try and avoid them digging around and trying to find that information anyway I feel like in the UK we need to have a serious conversation about the fact that um that our our national media are effectively invading the privacy of these people on our behalf but maybe there are things that we don't need to know and maybe we don't we're not interested i wish him a good recovery but I i don't need to know every intimate detail of his journey through this um several times a day i'm getting updates about, you know, his sons going to visit him, about what he's thinking, what he's feeling. This is a guy who's going through one of the worst illnesses you can have ever. Who is it that keeps bothering him to get these details? Who is it that's bothering his children, um, his friends, his family, his wife? Who is going to all of these people connected to him and bothering them at a time like this to get this information to give to me? And for what? For what? Um, A couple of weeks before, there was a whole situation where Kate Middleton, who's married to William, Charles's son. Listen, she just changed titles recently, so I don't know what the current one is, but she used to be like the Duchess of somewhere. But anyway, the point is, she had to go to hospital because she had to have a surgery on her abdomen or something, I think, maybe. Um, Again, wish her the best. Hope she feels better soon. 
But again, did she actually want people to know that or did she have to release a statement on that to make sure that people didn't swarm the hospital where she was? Because I remember, um, I remember when, when she had, and again, don't ask me which one because I don't know, but when she had one of the babies, I want to say it was the first one, um, there was this whole, like there were journalists trying to fucking break into the hospital where she was. <laughs> there were journalists, um, you know, trying to scam their way in to get pictures of her, pictures of the baby, um, you know, doing everything they could to try and get information. They, it was a horrible, horrible situation where they, they, they basically tricked a, a nurse into giving over some information and the the nurse I, I believe took her life because she was so distressed by what had happened and all of the fallout and so there's all these horrible tactics to get information to get images pictures uh video of a new mother who is probably stressed uh in pain Why, 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 why do they think I want to see that? I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, I get that there are some people and they are like, you know, fans of the royal family and that's lovely, I guess. Um, but I'm sure they don't want to put this family through this distress as well because let's be real it will be distressing for them you know someone in their family has cancer and they've got the press getting all over them um you know all of this nonsense uh if you look back to when uh the queen died it was a whole thing they literally there was a live video feed um on the news of her her relatives arriving to visit her in her last moments. Mm. Why did I need to see that? Why was their privacy invaded in, in a very difficult moment on my behalf? I didn't ask to see that. That did not need to be shown to me. They could have been allowed to have that moment for themselves. They probably needed to have that moment for themselves. But the media has decided to use me as an excuse to invade their privacy and take it from them. And we have to say enough, you know. I, I'm not going to die if I don't know the ins and outs of what's going on with the royal family. I'm not going to... You know, I'm not going to suffer in any great way if I don't know um, how this one feels about this one and if this one's talking to this one and, you know, what this one looked like when they, you know, were driving away from visiting this one and did they look sad, did they look happy? I don't need to know what's in their voicemails. I don't need to know what's in their text messages. I, I, none of this is my business. They're not my family. I don't even need to know that about my own family. I don't need to know who my mum is texting. I don't need to know, um, you know, if in a private moment by himself, my brother cried about something yesterday and maybe he doesn't want everyone to know. And so I don't need to know because people are allowed to have private moments. People are allowed to have um, vulnerable moments. 
And I just think it's fucked up that there's this, like, family that we're just like, okay, no, they can't. (laughs) They can't because it's in the national interest that they don't have any privacy. Um, And then how this is extended to, um, you know, to celebrities as well. I was reading an interview with Rylan. Um, I, I don't know why. Because I, I wasn't watching X Factor when he was on X Factor. Um, <laughs> at that point, I think I checked out of X Factor. I don't know. Um, but I like him. I think he's a nice guy. He just... I don't know. I just think he's nice. Um, <laughs> so I've kind of become a bit of a fan of his over the last sort of year or so. I'm like, yeah. Like, whenever I see him on TV or whatever, I'm just like, yeah. That's that guy. I think he's kind of nice nice guy and anyway 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 so he was talking about um obviously his journey through his career and um you know the way that he's been treated uh the invasions to his privacy the speculation um the way that a lot of the time there is a refusal to treat him with any kind of care any kind of kindness and I I, I think as well, you know, the, what I'm talking about with the royal family has kind of extended to everybody else as well. Um, and it's no longer even just celebrities anymore. If you look at, you know, social media, there have been people that I've seen who, oh my God, through like just no fault of their own, they've gone viral and just had people invading their privacy and being so hurtful and so scary um I remember this is way 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 back there was a post on tumblr that went viral it was this guy who worked in like a shop in America I think um I don't know which shop so you know sorry but he was (laughs) he was a guy who worked in a shop and somebody thought he was cute or whatever so they took his picture and they posted it on tumblr and so this this kid ends up going viral. He gets doxxed. Everybody finds out who he is, where he lives, where he goes to university, all this shit. And they find out all this stuff about this guy who was literally just doing his job. He was just scanning items, putting them in a bag and then charging the person the total cost of the items at the end. That was literally all he was doing. He He didn't, you know, he didn't go viral because he was like you know, trying to get attention or because he was, like, spectacularly rude or anything like that. He literally was just doing his job. He was just... just scanning people shopping and then putting it in a bag. Like, he was just doing his job. And someone took a sneaky little photo of him and it just got away from everybody and it just went crazy. And his life was changed forever, I remember a couple of years after that seeing posts where this guy talked about how um, he was still being harassed because of that post. And I just thought, oh my God, that's so crazy. And it makes me worry. Sometimes I feel like we forget that... That you need... You need privacy. You need... A little something that's just for you, you know? And I feel like we're reaching a point where people can't have that because people are ready 
to get into your business, they're ready to uh, do that. And I, I don't think that's good. <laughs> but I also, I don't really know what it is we can do about it. I think maybe we've crossed the line, maybe we've reached a place where it's too late. You know? Um, an old man who's very, very unwell and his distressed family uh, must, must put my apparent need to know about the ins and outs of their lives and how they're feeling and what they're thinking at this exact moment ahead of dealing with what they're thinking and what they're feeling at this exact moment. Celebrities who already give a lot of themselves, put out this performance all the time, put out so much for people to enjoy, must give us more because, well, Journalists have said that it's what we want. It's in the public interest. I apparently need to know every single detail. Even if when that article gets posted, every single member of the public says, this is disgusting, leave him alone. Apparently we still want to know, according to these journalists that think they know so much. And if you are just a guy... And there ain't nothing wrong with being just a guy, by the way. I'm not saying that being just a guy is bad or shameful. I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. But if you're just a guy and you're just trying to live your life, do your job, go home, there may be someone who comes along and decides that they are going to change your life and you are going to be the hit sensation and everyone has to see you and everyone has to know about you. And if you get upset about it, they're going to call you ungrateful. If you don't like effectively being stalked, you better learn to like it. Because that's just what we're doing now. I don't really know that that's any good. Thank you for listening to Sincerely Jennifer with me, Jennifer Wan. If you want to find more of my work, you can on my website, jenniferwan.com. Or you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, SoundCloud, and pretty much every social media website ever with the username Miss J Squared. Thank you to my amazing top tier Patreon supporters, Amanda, Kylie, Melissa, Anna, Sam, Katie, Christina, Josie, Gabriella, David, Eleanor, Alicia, Emily, Andy, and Tyler. I'll see you